Hello and welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast. Today I have Jodie from the Clear Thought Project on to talk about how she uses hypnotherapy with her clients to help them reprogram their subconscious mind, overcome their limiting beliefs and break those tough habits that they just can't overcome on their own, like smoking, emotional eating and issues around shame and perceiving themselves to be a failure. So this is a super deep episode. I have had hypnotherapy myself, which is why I invited Jodie on the podcast to talk about this because it was incredibly powerful for me. It helped me to get over generalized anxiety disorder. It helped me with fear of public speaking. So I love hypnotherapy and I think there's a lot of stigma and confusion about what the word hypnosis and hypnotherapy actually mean. So I've got Jodie on to demystify them and show you how hypnotherapy could work for you. So enjoy this episode. Welcome to the Spiritual Success Podcast with me, Liz Roberta, a place for spiritual people who want to grow, learn, and succeed in life and in business. I'll be talking to successful spiritual entrepreneurs, authors, and thought leaders to understand what creates a meaningful and soul-aligned life. So come on in, Lightworkers. This is your time to shine. Hi, Jodie. Hey, Liz. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thank you for having me. How are you? I'm great. Thank you. Very excited to talk about hypnotherapy because it is something that I've actually mentioned on a few of the other episodes because I had generalized anxiety disorder um, kind of in my late teens, early 20s. And hypnotherapy was one of the things which actually took me out of that. And then I got it a few years later for fear of public speaking. So I love hypnotherapy. I recommend it to everyone and anyone. And I found it to be really, really powerful. So I'm so excited to learn a bit more about it and how it works and the work that you do. So first of all, would you mind telling us about your story and how you became a hypnotherapist? I would love to. I started off in care of others about 10 years ago. I was originally an EMT. I don't know what they call it where you are, but it's an emergency medical technician, the people who show up on the ambulance. And I loved it because I was able to help people in a time of trauma, a time of emergency, and really coming in on their worst day and helping and doing and being there for somebody in their darkest hour. And I really loved that about it. However, I wanted to do something with more long-term effects and something more holistic. So I became a licensed massage therapist and really loved the work that I was doing and still do with massage therapy and seeing clients and having people come to me in pain and saying they wanted to go to the hospital and get a cortisone shot because they can't move, but they came to me instead and able to relieve them of the pain in a natural, holistic way. And that was really rewarding for me. And it still is. And just being able to do that, just being able to do that for people, having somebody come to me with an ailment and then being able to relieve them of it. And that, you know, is something I love to do. And then I started as time went on to realize how influential the mind is on the body. I could give the absolute hands down best massage I've ever given. And if the mental state wasn't relaxed of my client, they wouldn't absorb any of it. On the other hand, I could give not the greatest massage of my life. However, if I was able to mentally relax and pacify my client and get them into a really deeply relaxed state, they would walk out of my massage mind blown and completely 
just so happy and feeling so relieved. And my goodness, that was the best massage of my life. And I realized the physical gains couldn't happen if the mind wasn't relaxed. And then I started to really learn the mind-body connection, got really into meditation, started using hypnosis on myself, realizing that I could help more people on a larger platform in a less amount of time with hypnosis and started doing that and dealing with the subconscious and learning how influential the subconscious is on everyday life from your everyday routine to your finances, to the relationships you're in, to the thoughts that you have, because that's the basis of everything. And then I started really gaining ground with hypnosis clients and then everything happened where everybody went online. So the platform became larger where not only could I see clients frequently, but now I could see them internationally because of Zoom. And it's just been super rewarding. And you know, the more clients and the more people I talk to, the more I learn and the more dynamic it becomes and the finer tuned I get. And I just find it really fascinating because I'm able to be in my purpose of serving others. And it's in such a way that is huge. It's huge. And everybody's mind and everybody's experience is so different that there's always so much to learn. And I love it. So that's how I have gotten to where I am right now. So can you tell us more about how hypnotherapy works and the role of the subconscious mind and how we get those faulty programs in our subconscious mind in the first place that we then need to kind of correct with hypnotherapy? Of course, the subconscious mind is is everything. Our conscious mind is is what we think we know. And the subconscious mind is what's really going on. So when we have what I like to call circular thought, um, the same thing over and over and over again, and not sure of how to change it, that's where hypnosis really comes in is because you can quiet the conscious mind and speak to the subconscious where the loops are. The way I look at it is the conscious mind is like the driver of the car, but the subconscious mind are the wheels. So they're the ones running the show. And if there's something wrong with one of the wheels then the car's not going to run and you're not necessarily going to know what the problem is until you go into a hypnosis session and dive deep and reveal and allow the subconscious mind to surface instead of what we tell ourselves on a conscious level every day, which is what we want to tell ourselves. But the subconscious is where the truth really lies. Okay. So when we're telling affirmations to ourselves, do you have a viewpoint on that? How effective are they going to be then if we're only saying them in our conscious mind? They're still effective. And I, I do enjoy affirmations because they're repetition. So what you're doing is teaching yourself the same thing over and over and over again, which is great. And that's going to create a pattern in your mind. And that's going to do all the things. However, I find a deep subconscious level, you don't believe these things. You can say affirmations as much as you'd like, but they're not going to surface until you really get into the subconscious and release those things that are going to be contrary to your affirmations. Okay. So when you're doing hypnotherapy with someone, what kind of healing is happening there? What are you doing to their mind? Can you talk us through what that process is like? Because I know when people hear the word hypnotherapy, it comes loaded with a lot of fear and misguided expectation about what that actually means. Because I know when I've had hypnotherapy before and I've said that I've had it to other people 
And they think that hypnosis means you're completely out of control, that you're completely at the mercy of the hypnotherapist, you leave your body. And having had it, I know that that's not the case at all. You just go into kind of a relaxed meditation. So can you walk us through the process of having a session and what actually happens? How do you go in and reprogram someone's subconscious mind in a hypnotherapy session? Of course. So... The biggest thing with me and anybody I'm working with is I want you to feel comfortable with me and trust me and we have a relationship. So establishing trust is the most important part. And from there, you know, a little bit of the fear subsides because we're having a conversation and you feel comfortable. As far as being in a state of non-control or fear, it's really just letting go. And I think maybe that's where the fear comes from is people think that letting go means they don't have control, but letting go is really a nice state to be. I think that people think that thinking all the time and obsessing is a form of control. So letting go of that is very scary. And they think being in hypnosis is going to be this scary out of control state. But truthfully, you're just allowing yourself to let go of these thoughts and allowing yourself to start to trust yourself you're allowing yourself to try and find the root of these thoughts. You're allowing yourself to let go of these thoughts. So letting go can be scary because you think that you don't have control, but you're letting go of something that's not serving you. So it is definitely a detachment, but it's not some scary, like I'm going to ask you to do some crazy thing while you're under hypnosis, or I'm going to give you a command that you are not going to be able to say no to because you're in some form of mind control. It's not that it's a naturally occurring state. The most common example given is when you're driving somewhere and you forget where you're going and you just get there. You're in a hypnotic state, you're on automatic and you trust yourself to get where you need to go. And all of a sudden you're there and ta-da, and you're not worried and you're not thinking. And it's just something that happens because your subconscious mind is making it happen. So when you're in a hypnotic state, going under hypnosis, whatever term, you know, you, you want to attach to it. You're just allowing yourself to let go of all the conscious chatter, all the worries, all the, this, all the expectations, all the, I have to do this. I have to be there. I can't let go. I want to do this. I can't trust myself. Oh my God. Oh my God. Oh my God. And you're allowed to just release that. You're just letting go of all that. You're allowing yourself to relax, which is a scary place for some people, which is understandable because you don't feel you can trust your thoughts, but you realize that you can. So once you're in this state, you know, and that's what I I deal with a lot is anxiety, letting go of the chatter, letting go of thinking you have control, uh, letting go of the obsessive thoughts, letting go of the circular thoughts and really being this state of, of just peace. And that's even, you know, why like my mission is clear thoughts, the clear thought project, getting to this space where it's not about anxiety. It's not about fear. It's not about frustration. It's not about being anxious about the future. It's not about being depressed about the past or just obsessing, obsessing, obsessing. It's saying, okay, we're here now and I'm having clear thoughts and I'm okay. And hypnosis has gotten me there and, you know, removing all the chatter and the anxiety is what gets other people there. And I, I hope I answered <laughs> what you asked because I went off a bit, but. No, that was so good. And I love that 
example you used of when you're driving and you get somewhere and you're like how did I even get here because that is exactly what it's like it's just kind of like a meditation like I said it's a lower consciousness but you're still completely awake completely aware so thank you for that comparison that was a really good analogy and when you're working with people what kind of things do you help them with have you had any amazing transformation stories and what kind of results can people expect going from before to after using hypnotherapy Hypnotherapy can help with an endless variety of really anything. As far as transformation goes, I have seen them across the board in so many different scenarios. And it's fascinating because it's the mind and every single person has a different mind molded by a different experience, giving a different output based on their blueprint. So some of the transformations, I'll give you just more of a general one for maybe just general understanding, but something as simple as smoking or binge eating or ingestive addictions, which is just anything like alcohol, just some kind of way that we cope. And going back into the subconscious mind into a hypnotic state and and getting back to the source of it, you know, and going back maybe to a childhood event or as an infant, you know, maybe you were crying and your mother wasn't there to soothe you. So you soothed yourself and you sucked your thumb and that was how you soothed yourself. And that's completely natural and there's nothing wrong with that. However, in adulthood, your subconscious blueprint says to you that when you have a stressor, you will soothe yourself. And when do we smoke? When do we drink? When do we overeat? When we're stressed? And what does that do? In some form, it is soothing. And then, you know, since it's so ingrained in our blueprint, it becomes addictive because cause and effect causes anxiety. And then we go to the solution of, okay, let's quell this anxiety. Let's smoke a cigarette. Let's eat something. Let's distract ourselves, whatever it is. But going into that root cause of where it started and then healing that trauma in the subconscious allows our conscious to be healed. So then I've had people say, wow, I've smoked for X amount of time, or I have always turned to eat when I had stress. And I don't even know how I had trouble because now the subconscious is healed. So the conscious can exist in a way that, you know, is more healthy and what you want. But it's just really wonderful when it happens because in the conscious life, we're very frustrated. Why can't I stop this? Why don't I have control? Why is this an automatic behavior that I can't change? It's automatic because it's part of your blueprint, but the blueprint can be changed and it can be healed. So that's an example of a transformation that I've been able to uh, witness and assist in. I love that because the way that I actually got into hypnotherapy was because there was this guy that I worked with when I worked at Costa Coffee, which is like a Starbucks. So I worked there from when I was 16 to 20 And there was this guy that smoked like a chimney. He is one of those people that would have to go out for a cigarette break every kind of 10, 15 minutes. And I remember that because it used to make me so frustrated because when he was on a cigarette break, I would have to stay on the coffee machine and, you know, still serving customers and whatever. So he had so many more breaks than I did. And he smoked so heavily. And then one day he posted on Facebook saying that he had just stopped, completely stopped and didn't smoke at all anymore. And I was like, what? And he shared a link to a hypnotherapist 
psychotherapist. And that was how I learned about it. And at the time, as I said before, I had generalized anxiety disorder. So I started looking into hypnotherapy because I was so shocked that it could stop this guy from smoking. And then I found out that you can get it for anxiety as well. So there's a few different ways that you can kind of apply hypnotherapy and a few different things that it can help with. We have a lot of spiritual business owners listening to this podcast, a lot of spiritual entrepreneurs. Is there any way that hypnotherapy can help people when it comes to business mindset and healing limiting beliefs? It's the basis of limiting beliefs. Going back to the affirmations, we can say all day long, I am let's just say I am successful. I am successful. I'm successful. Yes, you are doing a reprogramming. Yes, you are creating a new loop for your mind. I'm successful. I'm successful. But if when you were younger and you were in your subconscious blueprint, you are not successful, then that's your subconscious blueprint. And you're going to get frustrated every day, not having this conscious reality because your subconscious is blocking you. And that's a belief and a block are the same thing. So when you have, you know, somebody comes to me, oh, I have this block. Well, what's the belief? The belief is, okay, you know what? When I grew up, I was told I was going to be a failure. This is my experience. So this is my blueprint. That can happen with money. If your relationship with money, you don't think you deserve to make money because it really comes down to your blueprint, which is created in childhood, created from zero to seven. In your blueprint, you know, you were told money is scarce. Money doesn't grow in trees. Money this, money that. Money creates stress. In my household, it was a stressful factor because my parents would argue about money. So I always had stress about money because that was my example. So what do we do? We take our example and that becomes our blueprint. So what your model is, whether it's I don't deserve to be successful, whether it's I can only do so much, I can only be so successful, I can only hit these certain marks is because of our blueprint. So it absolutely helps in business. I love working with people in, in their spiritual businesses. I love working with female entrepreneurs. That's a, a very large portion of my clients is saying, well, I want to do this, but this is what's getting in the way. Okay, well, where does that come from? I don't know. Okay, let's get into a session and really see when was the first time that you were told that you were not allowed to be this thing that you want to be. I grew up Roman Catholic and went to church all the time and was told money is the root of all evil. So, and grew up around people who were really wealthy, but these people who were really wealthy were also very mean. So to me, my association with money was I didn't want money because I didn't want to be like them. And then I had to realize that that was my belief because that was my experience. And I know some really awesome people with a whole lot of money and my association growing up in my blueprint was money is bad. Money is stress. Money makes you mean. So why would I want it? And then, you know, through my own coaches I've hired and, and hypnosis experiences I've had learned to reprogram that and learned, you know, money is just energy. It's a form of energy. And you know, my relationship with money has changed. So in my business, my business has changed. So it's absolutely connected spiritually, so many different ways, energetically, mentally, subconsciously. And hypnosis, I mean, it's just endless with what it can do, you know? So relationships, the kind of relationships you have, it's a constant mirror around you in your subconscious mind, what you are pulling towards you magnetically, you know, because we're always creating from the subconscious. So whether that's, okay, I only deserve this much success because after that, I've never seen myself do it or I don't believe I deserve it or 
whatever it is that's in that subconscious is absolutely intertwined and interlinked with your business and your practice, your finances, your relationships. I mean, the correlation and connect is never ending with hypnosis and what it can do. Agreed. It is so incredibly powerful. And are there any kind of lessons or insights that you've learned in your time doing this work? For example, any common themes, like really common limiting beliefs that you see coming up again and again, or any kind of common issues that you see people having and any advice that you have for overcoming them? Shame. Shame is everywhere, whether it's money shame, whether it's relationship shame, whether it's sexual shame, whether it's social shame, just shame is, you know, something that has happened to us or we have done that we can't forgive ourselves for, don't forgive ourselves for and punish ourselves for. So we can't see ourselves as deserving because we're only experiencing and holding on to shame. And if we forgive ourselves, how can we ever let it go? So I see a constant shame for the experience that happened, whether it was one or numerous, and then shame in the conscious life for having it happen, creating the scenario, and just living in this shame. And shame is such a huge block of deservingness because then once we're shameful of ourselves or our actions and we live there, how can we deserve anything if we're ashamed of who we are? So shame is a huge one and, and embracing the reasons we feel shame and really releasing it is very transformative. And that is a, a very common theme I see. Interesting. I, I probably would have imagined it to be something else, actually, but I can definitely see that because I know in my family there's a lot of shame, not because of you know doing anything bad necessarily, but for example, if I use the example of my dad and my brother, there's a big sibling rivalry in that my uncle's super successful. He's got a PhD and another degree and is this like professor does really well. And my dad never even went to university and he went to the Navy and then dropped out and he's always felt like a failure. So there's kind of shame around that. And I think we all do have shame around our own failures or perceived inadequacies or feeling like we were disadvantaged because of the way that we grew up. And yeah, I know on an energetic level, shame can be a huge thing that holds us back. And even obviously I work with a lot of online entrepreneurs and pretty much every client I work with, I have to do some work around them being comfortable putting themselves out there being on video sharing their message and that again is this need to hide this wanting to stay back because there's some shame around kind of not feeling good enough there so that's really really interesting thank you for sharing that and I'm sure this work is so incredibly rewarding for you but what is your favorite thing about doing this work if you could put it down to one thing Changing the way we speak to ourselves and changing our language. Like even before when you had said the word failure, like we are so ingrained to say this was a failure. How is it a failure? Instead of punishing ourselves for saying something's a failure, well, we had this experience, we tried and we learned from it and that's not a failure. So it's really changing the internal dialogue, changing the way we experience things and really changing like everything from the inside out. And that's what I find to be the greatest reward instead of punishing ourselves and instead of living in these places where it's so black or white, like, oh, I got rejected. Oh, I failed. Oh, this was a waste of time. Changing the verbiage even, it wasn't. It's constantly leading us and we're constantly being redirected onto whatever path we're going on. You know, even like as a spiritual journey, like 
There are things on our path, heartbreak that break us open, heart openers, you know, that we think is like, oh, rejection, but it's just, it's redirection. It's teaching you. It's a constant lesson. And I, I do have more of a spiritual journey, even with hypnosis. And so when I see these things, I don't see failure. I see a lesson. I don't see rejection. I see redirection. I see, okay, this wasn't part of your path, you know, and kind of really changing the dialogue and not being so much like we are failing all the time as much as we're learning all the time. So good and can definitely resonate with that. And obviously I'm very spiritual as is the audience listening to this. So I love that you added that in there. So where can people find you? This has been absolutely incredible. If people want to reach out to you and get a hypnotherapy session, where are you on social media and what kind of things do you offer? My Instagram is The Clear Thought Project and my website is theclearthoughtproject.com. My email is theclearthoughtproject at gmail.com. And what I do, you can click my link in my bio, email me, go to my website, any of these things, DM me, whatever it is. I'm very open. I'm very communicative. I'm very responsive. I love working with people. So please reach out with any questions. I do a free 30-minute consultation strategy call where you and I have a conversation. You get to meet me. I get to meet you. We get to learn about each other. We get to see how we vibe and make sure that we're a great match, which most of the time is, <laughs> to be honest. Like I love everybody who I cross paths with and we go from there and we set up a plan and you know, you tell me what your goals are and where you're struggling and reveal your struggles. And we come up with a plan and we go from there and it's it's been wonderful and successful. So that's how it starts is a call. And we really just get down to what your goals are, where you're struggling, and we set something up. Thank you so much for that. And again, thank you for coming on this episode. It has been so incredibly valuable and really interesting to hear a bit more about the subconscious mind. So thank you for sharing everything with us today. Thank you for having me. This has been wonderful. Thank you for listening to this episode and please remember to subscribe to this podcast. I'm sure that like me, you would love for more people to know this information. So if you leave a review and send me a screenshot of it on Instagram, which is at I am Liz Roberta, you'll get a $50 voucher code to use on one of my online course launches. This won't be around forever. So go and leave a review now and I'll see you next time.